So Wednesday, you Wait, and I, since we're kind of talking about sex all the time. Constantly. People send us vibrators and they send us sex toys and they send us all kinds of goodies, which are amazing. What a I job. Mean, could be worse. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is you have your favorites. We all have our favorites. Mine is a vibrator called Girl's Best Friend from, and, from Sweet Vibrations. Yep. And mine is the Tulips, which I've talked about before from Sweet Vibrations. What's not to like? The variety, the bright colors, they're pretty, they're fun and beautiful and waterproof and rechargeable. And they're all under $50. Yes. I mean, they're affordable and it's so much fun. So you guys, check out Sweet Vibrations for a real good time, you can look them up on Instagram at Sweet Vibrations. And at checkout, use our promo code for 15% off. It's wild love. That's right. And wild you're going to save a pretty penny mm-hmm. with which you can buy another one. <laughs> exactly. This is a Q&A edition of True Sex and Wild Love, where me and Wednesday answer all of your questions. So we get tons of questions every single day, and we figured why not do a podcast or two answering your questions. So this episode is all about sexually transmitted infections, hookup culture and hookup etiquette, and also condoms. So I hope you guys enjoy and you get a lot of information out of this. We're doing another Q&A next week, and then we'll be back with guests. Enjoy. All right, Wednesday, here we are, Q&A time. I love that we started this Q&A, and I love that we're at Gotham Podcast Studio where they get us. They get us. They allow us to say anything we want. Thank God. Thank you, guys. (laughs) What's our first question? (laughs) We, what is up with us today? It's, I'm I'm giddy because I have a girlfriend in town. Like I, know, I'm so I happy never, to be here. I'm giddy. I'm yeah. so happy that you're here. I think we're giddy and delusional, and we're pounding. <laughs> <laughs> we're pounding this tea that is baked on the sun surface, P- and it's PG like Jack tips. Daniels. PG tips, the Jack Daniels of tea. What okay. do people want to know now that we're all jacked and ready to answer? <laughs> We're jacked. We're delusional. What else did I say? I was euphoric. <laughs> Let's answer some questions. Kitty, yay. Um, okay. So a question that we get a lot mm-hmm. deals with STIs. <laughs> you look at me like that. <laughs> I was trying not to spit out my tea. It was that moment at school. Yes, STIs. Okay. For real. This is we hear from people a lot about this. I'm so glad that we have an opportunity to talk about it. I think we should do a whole episode on it. We need to. We need to because... We need to have like a doctor or somebody come on or someone that's very knowledgeable yes. about STIs and mm-hmm. transmission and stigma and the yes. whole thing. So we're going to do that eventually. Yes. Right now, we're just going to address the general issue that people feel so much stress anxiety, and shame when they have a sexually transmitted infection. Um, They are notably common, Mm -hmm. so common that somebody came up with a vaccine for HPV. Um, How many people did you know in college who had chlamydia? How many people do we know who have herpes simplex 2? A lot, just many people don't talk about it. And they're actually going to stop testing for herpes because it's so common. It has such a stigma behind it. So you're going to have to ask for that test in the future. And so many of us have herpes simplex 1. So let's stop freaking out about sexually transmitted infection and stop stigmatizing people and stigmatizing ourselves. Right. And start dealing with it. So how do we stay safe? Okay. So somebody asked the question, 
how do I politely ask if somebody is, quote, clean, unquote, free of STDs before we do the deed? Okay, the first thing I want to say, and I'm not big on policing language, but clean is for windows, clean is for bathrooms, clean is not how we talk about people's bodies, genitals, um, their um, STI status. It's not about being clean or dirty. Please stop using that term. If you are on Tinder, if you are on Hinge, if you are sexting with somebody you don't know, you can make a difference by not using the words, I am clean. What we're what all should clean. they use, you think? How about, I was recently tested for sexually transmitted infections. Right. And I don't have any, or I have chlamydia. Or how about, like, we don't even need to have the conversation if we are having safer sex. Mm -hmm. We can ask, but look, there's a lag time between a sexual experience, the incubation period of a sexually transmitted infection, and test results. So it might be that we think that we know, but we don't know. Um, So I believe 100% in safe sex all the time, unless you decide that you're fluid bonded with somebody, and that's another discussion. But um, there's there's a workaround strategy for this, and it's it's safer sex. Um, and if you want to ask somebody, go ahead and ask, but just don't say clean because then you're implying that if they have something, they're dirty. Right. Let's- I would just ask, when was the last time that you were tested? Mm-hmm. You know, you could. Ask I was. That. I was. The last time I was tested was this. Mm-hmm. And the the thing with that is that a lot of people think that because they're tested, they can't transmit or, you know, uh, receive, sorry, that's a bad word, a sexually transmitted infection. Just because you were tested, you know, it depends on the timing of your sexual activity. It's a a great thing to do to know your status about various sexually transmitted uh, infections. But if you are having sex and not having safer sex, um, it's really hard to know for sure. For sure. But I think also just having that conversation, like let's say you do at least have that conversation and maybe you see papers, maybe mm -hmm. you don't see papers, maybe it's just that open conversation about it, then you do get, you know, something. Okay, hold on a second. Hold up. Because I've been married for 19 years. Are people actually showing each other? Okay, so let me tell you. This is what we did in my whole open relationship. So... Uh, I get this question a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to open relationships and you're having sex with multiple people um, and trying to stay as safe as possible. And so my and our rule of thumb at the time was me and him, my primary partner, partner, were not using condoms. And you were fluid bonded. You were fluid Termino bonded. Say. Yes, we were fluid bonded. And if we were planning on not using a condom outside of that relationship, then the person has to get tested and they have to show papers. Okay. And that was it. And there was that no was your strategy. That was the strategy. And there was no work around with that. And and for us, it was like, okay, there's no gray area. It's just like, okay, we need to know. Now there's always a risk when you get yeah. in bed with somebody, you know? So there's absolutely always that there. And you want to take the precautions that you can. But for me in that open container, it was like, okay, if we're not going to use protection, mm-hmm. then this is what is necessary. And you know who has a great discussion of this is Tristan Tarmino in her book opening, which is about being in open relationships. So if you want um, some help with that, check out Tristan Tarmino's book, Opening, um, because she gets into being in consensually non-monogamous relationships, plural, 
and how different strategies people have used. The other thing um, that's really interesting to me is, um, aside from that Tristan has a take on this and that everybody um, who's in a relationship has um, skin in this game, if you will, have the conversation without the shaming language of dirty and clean. It's highly inaccurate right. and stigmatizing. And that's all. I agree. Um, another question that we get mm-hmm. is about jealousy. I mean, how often do people yeah. hit us up about this? Oh, can I go back to the STI thing totally. for a second? Go back to it. Okay. So a lot of people have this idea that people who are in consensually non-monogamous relationships, the first place people go is, what about disease, right? That's their first thing that they talk about. So um, Amy Moores and Terry Connolly are two people who study consensual non-monogamy. And when I have heard them both speak, they have presented findings, um, research and studies that found that there is not a higher incidence of sexually transmitted infection among consensually non-monogamous people than among presumed monogamous people. Right. Let's talk about what the reason for that is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that Wednesday. C- uh. CNM people are having discussions about it, having the hard discussions, are likely because they're talking about it and are not sneaking around, are more likely to not go into a denial state and say, I'm not going to use the condom because this isn't really happening, right? Right. So we know that that tends to happen more in relationships where people um, are not disclosing their Mm non-monogamy. So let's stop stigmatizing people in CNM relationships as somehow more diseased. The research tells us that that's not the case at all. Also, the truth of the matter is when I was single and not in a CNM relationship, I was um, not as safe. Like I am way safer now than I was prior Mm. because it was, I have to have the conversations and I have to think about other people who are in my life as well. So it doesn't just affect me. It affects anyone else. And I also feel like I'm more confident and comfortable having those conversations because it's like, okay, I need to take care of the people that I love. Yeah. You were, yeah, you have a really, there's, you have an investment here, right? It's personal. I want to say something else to our male viewers. I love them for listening and being interested in female pleasure and female sexuality. Um, A lot of times guys will say, I don't want to use a condom. They'll just tell them, no, wait, why do we have to use a condom? Okay, don't be a dick about condoms, first of all. Second of all, if your issue, if your issue that you don't want to use a condom is that it makes you feel scared about your performance, that it's hard for you to stay hard with a condom, don't put it on her like this is her problem that she wants you to use a condom because she must be diseased. I've heard about discussions like this where a woman says, safe sex 100%. And the guy says, why do you have something? No, don't even. What? There's no chance in hell that I would have sex with somebody after they said that to me. Don't be a dick about condoms. Why do you have something? Now Um, let's peel back. Get the fuck out of here. If you're a guy who's not a dick about condoms and you care about safer sex, but you have an issue that you feel that you have an issue staying hard with a condom, which a lot of men DM me and say that mm-hmm. the condom's too tight. It's too this or too that. Emily Morse was just talking to us about how many different kind of condoms there are, including guys and women. This is something for you to know about. The internal condom, which used to be called the female condom, which um, 
I've received many DMs from people telling me, women and men alike, telling me that they prefer the female condom. You can put it in you. The woman wears it. So you have some control if the guy is going to say, oh, you know, ooh, a condom. You can say, oh, yeah, already wearing one. Um, Anecdotal evidence seems to show that men hate it less if you will, than mm-hmm. a male condom. Um, and um, like I said, you can insert it ahead of time. So give the female condom a whirl, maybe. Um, and if you do, DM me. I want to know what your experience with it is. Yeah, I want to hear about it too. Mm-hmm. We don't know enough about this other option. Right. Um, we about did... the subjective experiences that women and men have. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. With the female condom. Internal condom, sorry. <laughs> Try it. Tell me if you like it. <laughs> Or hate it less. Right. One of the, Give us maybe like a range, one to ten. How, how was mm-hmm. it? I also think like having women bring your own condoms. Like there's some sort of mm-hmm. stigma around us having our own condoms. Well, you like must it makes be us a being, slut. Exactly. Being a slut. Oh, God No, forbid. I just have OCPD. <laughs> I'm super prepared, some women might say. Like right. I'm just prepared. Right. And I think that's great. Yeah, I do too. And this has been a discussion since the late 80s when we were in the mid 80s, um, when we were dealing with HIV and we didn't know what was going on. And I remember female friends being very slut shamed for having condoms. For us, it was literally a matter of life and death. Mm. And it's still really important. Yeah. Um, but the slut shaming um, can still be there. And that's really too bad. And I wish we could start like an Instagram campaign to um, try to lessen stigma around women having condoms. Just like maybe on Instagram, we could start a campaign. You're going out and like you're a woman and you have your condoms. Show us the little purse that you have. Send us a really cool picture. Maybe we could pick the best picture and have like a giveaway or something. Yeah, and have a giveaway. If you guys like that idea, DM us. Let us know. Make it happen. Going out. What do you need? Your phone, your credit card, some lip gloss. And a condom, maybe. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna be having some dick in your if you hope to be having some dick in your <laughs> on your date. So show us. Let's let's fight back against slut shaming women for caring about their sexual health and their sexual pleasure. Absolutely. Stop it. Freaking love it. We did mention that we were gonna talk about jealousy, but we will do that on the next QA session. Such a fun episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And if you did, please go on to iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, It really helps the success of the podcast and spreading this message. Much love, guys.